the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, June 27, 2010, presented by Mr. Mike Osmond, Disciple Member. Who do you say that I am? It's good to see you here. My name is Mike Osmond, and uh, I'm glad to be here to have the opportunity to share God's Word with you today. And today we're going to talk about a question that Jesus posed to his disciples, but he also asked that same question to each and every one of us. Why don't we pray? Father, we do thank you for this day that you've given us, and it is a glorious day. And we ask and invite you into our lives and into this service. Father, we we thank you that you are here to bless us, but not just that we would receive something, but that you bless us so that we have something to give. And we pray today, Father, that uh, as we spend time in your Word, we would come to know you better and experience you more in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, the question that Jesus asked his disciples was, who do you say that I am? And we're going to talk about that a little bit. Who do you say that Jesus is? If I were to ask in this room, each one of you, I'd have almost as many different answers as there are people. Like in the video we saw, so many people had a different idea about who Jesus was. I just got, it didn't hit me in the first service, but I have an insight now. Guys, if you want to be really cool, like kind of awesome, you want to be a dude, you got to have a beard, (laughs) that might work for us. Well, there, there are so many different uh, ideas of who Jesus is. And in Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 and 14, uh, we're going to see where Jesus came into a region. And it says, when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, were one of the prophets. Interesting question, a little more interesting answer. The disciples went with Jesus where Jesus went. A lot of times they went ahead of Jesus, they went into a town, they prepared a place maybe for him to stay. They were among the people in the town, interacting with the people, and they got the feel of the people, what the people were thinking. They heard who the people thought Jesus was. The answers that they gave to Jesus was interesting. John the Baptist, Elijah, Jeremiah were one of the prophets. All these people were prophets at different times through the history of the church. They were men of God who came to bring the message of God. They came to reveal God to the people, tell the people about God's will for their lives, um, sometimes brought words of blessing or words of cursing, A lot of people thought Jesus was the same kind of person, a prophet of God, a man of God who talked about God. But Jesus was so much more than just that. And and so uh, as we we look at who Jesus is, I want to look at and, and read off a list of some of the names I found in the Bible. I found a list of 248 names, titles, or references to who Jesus is. Now, I don't know if it's all-inclusive. You know, you go on the Internet, you do a search, 
And boy, I mean, it can be really big or, you know. So this may not be all of the names or titles or references to Jesus, but this is 248 of them. I'm going to read a few of them. These references came from both the Old Testament and the New Testament. And, and I'm going to read them in alphabetical order because it's easier to read them that way. Almighty, Alpha and Omega, Bread of Life, Christ, Counselor, Deliverer, Faithful and True, First and Last, Friend of Sinners, God Manifest in the Flesh, God our Savior, our Hope, Image of God, King of Kings, the Light, Lord, Lord of Lords, Lord of All, Lord God Almighty, Lord and Savior, Lord of Glory, Lord Mighty in Battle, Lord of the Living and the Dead, Master, Messiah, Mighty God, Most Holy, Power of God, Physician, Prince of Peace, Resurrection and the Life, Savior, Son of God, Son of Man, sure foundation, true God, and the way. Wow. If I asked all of you, I might have just as many different answers. Who is Jesus? Well, Jesus then personalizes this question that he asked of the disciples what the people thought of him. He personalized this question to his disciples and the question, this question, who do you say that I am? In Matthew 16, 15, he said to them, but who do you say that I am? After the answer that they had given him. This is the most important question in our lives, in our personal faith, that we each need to answer. Because who we believe Jesus to be will determine who we are and how we experience God in our lives. This is um, maybe, and a good example of this is a child and a parent. Uh, A young boy goes out uh, and he's outside playing and he's running around and like all young boys do, eventually they fall on their knees, right? And imagine the boy coming in, he's crying, tears in his eyes, and, and he's, his knee is scuffed up, and there's some blood, and he goes to mom, Mom, my knee, oh, help me, Mom, help. And mom sits him down and cleans his knee up and, and disinfects it, puts a little Band-Aid on it, kisses his boo-boo and gives him a hug. All better now. And so the child is comforted and, and feels better now. Uh, he's received healing and comfort. His, his emotion has changed. So he goes back outside to play. And he's out playing around. And then a little later he says, I want to ride my bike. So he comes into the garage and, and walks in the garage. And if your garage is like a lot of garages, he can't even reach the bike. It's buried somewhere in the garage. Oh, what am I going to do? So he runs inside. I know. And he goes to Dad, Dad, help me, I need my bike. I want to ride my bike, Dad. And Dad comes out, and he's got some projects going on, so he moves the lumber out of the way and pushes the toolbox and moves a couple heavy boxes out of the way and brings the bike out. Here you go, son. Oh, and the son is so happy. He's, he's so glad that Dad has gotten his bike for him. And thank you, Dad, and off he runs and he goes. This is based on a belief system that a child has about a parent. In the, in the need that he had in his life for compassion and comfort and healing, he believed his mom would do that. And he, he ran to his mom. A lot of dads 
Not all dads, but a lot of dads would be a little more inclined if your son came in, dad, dad, and you suck it up, buttercup. What the heck? <laughs> you know, right? Wouldn't we, you know, get back outside and play. And, and so, but, but then when he need, needs these big mountains in his life to be removed, he needs power. He needs this might, you know? So he goes to dad because he knows dad. You know, my dad can beat up your dad. You know that, right? Because my dad is a big guy and strong. And his belief system tells him, I can go to this person to receive this thing. Or I can go to that person to receive something else. This is why it is so important for us to be able to answer the question, who do you believe Jesus is? In Matthew chapter 16, verses 16 and 17, when Jesus took and made that question personal to the disciples, but who do you say that I am? It says in verse 16 and 17, Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but your Father who is in heaven. It was a revelation to Peter who Jesus was. He didn't say he was a prophet. He said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. See, belief is a revelation from God. Belief is not something that we understand through human intelligence or capabilities. No matter how educated we are, whether we've been through Bible training or not, belief is a revelation. It's not an intellectual understanding. See, we are logical people in life All of us are logical people. When we're born, it starts when we're real little. You know, one of the first things you're told, ba-ba, ba-ba, you know, when you learn, oh, every time I go ba-ba, I get something to drink. And then as you're off to school and you're in your math class, one plus one equals two, and then a little more complicated, one plus two equals three. Oh, I get it. I get it. Then a little more... Complicated, four divided by two, oh, oh, oh yeah, two. And we, we train, we are trained, and we, we are logical people. And so it's not uncommon, it's very common for us to try to understand God logically. Try to understand uh, through our senses who God is. But logic is not enough. Our senses, although God-given and for God's purposes, are not enough to believe in who Jesus is. Today, I think many people are like the Jewish nation back in the time when Jesus had come. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, listen to uh, how the nation as a whole, not all of these people, but most of these people as a whole, Listen to what their experience was when it came to the matter of faith and belief. It said, Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word that they heard did not profit them, 
not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Jesus came to his people and the gospel was preached by himself. You know, sometimes I struggle with areas of faith in my life. And I think if I just, what if I didn't step in today, but Jesus stepped in today and preached the service? Oh, I'd, have you ever said, Jesus, can you just like show up on the seat next to me? But Jesus himself preached to these people. And yet they still did not believe. It did not profit them because it wasn't mixed with faith. So that, that whole uh, nation, the, the majority of that nation and generation of those, that group of people did not believe in him. And we can be like that today. See, it takes faith, which is a revelation from God, to understand who Jesus is. And so what is faith? It takes more than just the preaching of the gospel. It takes faith. And in the Bible, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, faith is defined. And we're going to read that. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's not really logical. Well, what is, what is substance? This stand has substance. Substance is real. It's tangible. It's something you can grab hold of. You're, the seats you sit on, they have substance. Um, I have a little more substance than I used to have. <laughs> substance is real and tangible. We can feel it. We can grab hold of it. And I love that analogy that it is the substance of things hoped for. In our lives, the hopes that we have for ourselves, our families, our careers, the things that, that we have hope for, they have substance. We can grab hold of them. We can experience them in our life because of faith. And it, it, it's the evidence of things not seen. And that sounds a little illogical, but how many of us have seen the CSI shows or a detective show, right? There's a crime scene. And the, the gang all comes in carrying their bags, and they walk into a room, and they're not sure. They look around. They're not sure what has happened. So eventually, the spray bottle comes out, right? And they swab the countertop, you know, put it in a Ziploc bag, and they take it back to the lab, and they do these tests. And they run these tests, and as a result of the test, there is evidence of what happened and who was there. What they couldn't see with the natural eye, with the human senses, they were able to prove. Evidence proves a fact. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. The logical man doesn't understand that. But the man of faith understands that. It is a revelation from God that proves a fact of the things of God in our lives. And so this is, this is what faith is uh, in our lives. See, belief is a revelation from God. 
It's not something we understand through our human intelligence and capabilities. St. Augustine said, understanding is the reward of faith. Therefore, don't seek to understand that you believe, but believe that you may understand. It is, faith is the opposite of logic. Faith is something that comes from God. It is a gift of God. It is a revelation from God. I can't depend on my human senses to understand God. I need faith. And faith is some, something in our lives that we all have the same need of. Pastors Alan and Carrie need the same faith that the, the new convert needs. It doesn't matter our walk in the faith how far we are. We always need faith to experience God in our lives. In Mark chapter 9, verses 23 and 24, I'm going to talk about this story a little bit. There's a lot more verses before this. And it's a story about a man who had faith, but he didn't think he had enough faith. And this man has a, a child who, who has a demon. And this demon causes the child to throw himself down on the ground and, and thrash around and foam at the mouth. And, and uh, he has seizures. And sometimes he jumps into fire or he jumps into the water. This, this spirit is trying to destroy this child, to kill this child. And, and so this man brings his child. He, he hears Jesus is coming to town, and he knows that Jesus is here. So he comes to where Jesus is, and he takes his child to the disciples. And he explains to the disciples just what I explained to you about this child. And he asked the disciples to help with the, his child, and they couldn't do it. Can you imagine that, that going on? And uh, the crowd it drew, well, it actually says that there was a commotion and a crowd gathered and the scribes came. And so there were religious people there and there were, the townspeople were there and the disciples were there. And this kid is, you know, whatever's going on in his life, you know, and, and they tried to help this child and they couldn't do it. But Jesus notices the commotion and uh, he... he goes over to join this group, and, and he asks, what's going on here? And then the father tells him what happened, or actually what didn't happen, and said, you know, I asked your disciples to cast this demon out, and they couldn't do it. <clears throat> and Jesus asked the man, and he says, how long has your child been this way? And he says, since a child, since birth, just his whole life, basically. So Jesus, you know, says, uh, bring him to me. And the man says, Jesus, please, I asked your disciples and they couldn't help. If you can help, have mercy on my child and help my child. And in Mark nine twenty three and 24, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Have you ever been there? 
I can't tell you how many times that as a man of faith, I, I come to God with faith, and I believe, and yet I have some unbelief. This man was so close to Jesus, he brought his child to the disciples. So close, and yet he didn't reach Jesus. And so he didn't experience God in, in the way he needed God to be in his life and in his child's life. Sometimes with our faith, we get so close. We're, we're, we're right there. And we say, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Have you ever felt that, sensed that? I, I'm almost there. You need just a little bit more. Let me encourage you that even a little faith will cause God's involvement in your life to be evident. God responds to faith. Remember Peter? He gets up and he steps out of the boat. The story is he walked on water. Okay, I'm not ready to step off of this platform. My logic tells me, uh, Carrie, I'm going to need a nurse. (laughs) (laughs) But my faith tells me it's possible. This man came to Jesus. And what happened? Even though he said, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief, Jesus took the child, prayed for the child, cast out the demon, healed this child. What a relief to his father and his family. This child was healed. They experienced God in their life in a way they had never experienced him before. A man with just some faith got the Christ, the Son of the living God, to do miraculous things in his family's life. And that is the same for each and every one of us here today. The question Jesus asks you today is, who do you say that I am? Come to Jesus. Don't come short like the Israelites. Don't get close like the man. Come to Jesus with the faith that you have. And the revelation of God, God will bless your faith. And he will cause you to have that experience of faith in your life. Who do you need Jesus to be today? Do you need him to be your counselor? Do you need wisdom in areas of your life? Do you need him to be your deliverer? Maybe from habits or bondage. Do you need him to be your physician? You look at the results of the doctor's tests, and they don't seem to say what you need them to say. But Jesus, in the names we we read, he is the physician. Do you need him to be your prince of peace in the turmoil times of this day we live in? Is he your peace? He can be your peace. There's so many things that he wants to be. Do you need him to be your hope today? 
Christ is our hope. He can be your hope today. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, Lord, for who you are. This day, we thank you for who you are. And we pray today, as men and women of faith, maybe today for the first time, faith is new to you. And you're going to experience Christ in your life. You want Christ in your life. And you realize that He can be your Savior. It starts by calling Him Savior. Today, if you want Him to be your Savior, you can pray where you are. You can come forward to the steps or in the back corner of the room. There are people there to pray with you. Today, we want to pray and ask Jesus to be our hope, to be our Savior. Lord, We do ask you, we realize our need for you, our sinful nature. We thank you, Lord, that you have come to save us, to be our Savior. But beyond that, Lord, we need so much more. We ask you to be our deliverer and our wisdom, our hope, our peace, our guidance. This day, Father, we thank you for Jesus. We pray in his name. Amen. Thank you for taking part in sharing the message for this week. For more information about Connection Community Church, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also reach our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers.